my friend. Yes, we are at episode five. Feels good to be here with you and I am super excited to introduce you to today's guest, Lisa Bryant. Lisa is a professional dancer, a presenter, certified fitness coach, yoga teacher and host of the podcast Self. She has a driving passion to encourage others to turn their attention inwards, learning to love oneself in order to create a loving ripple effect in the world. Sounds pretty good to me. Lisa is super fun and very infectious to be around. And if you want honest conversations, which is what this podcast is all about, she is your woman. Now, I wanted to bring Lisa on today because she is a fabulous example of someone who is consistently filling up her creative cup and she's done so daily with her podcast self since the beginning of 2019. So that's already, what, 180 episodes or something and counting. Uh, She transitions out of one career into another. Although self is initially very much a creative endeavor for her, It forms part of her portfolio and it's already opening up new doors to new career paths that she never thought possible. So without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation with the beautiful Lisa Bryant. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Okay, let's get straight into it, shall we? So for everyone listening at home or wherever you are on the way to work, because you'll know this is a podcast about reinventing yourself and your career, what I'd love for you to do, Lise, first is to just give us a bit of a short and sweet summary of your career journey. Now, I know that for a very long time you were living out your childhood dreams as a performer on stages around the world and Mm. in the last few years you have kind of let go of that as a full-time thing and I just love Mm. to know what also what's the new version of Lisa Bryant that's coming through now as you've slowly uh, let go of that as a full-time thing. Transform if you will that's a great question. Yeah (laughs) yeah great Great question to open, Rubes. Um, Yeah, so I think that when I was younger, obviously I have a uh, dance background. I danced my whole life. And then when I was an early teenager, I wanted, I decided that I wanted to do it professionally. So that kind of saw me all over the world and, um, you know, different contracts here, there and everywhere. And I felt so grateful the whole time whilst I was doing it. I remember picking up my first paycheck going, is this real life? Like, I feel like I should be paying you, you know what I mean? and I suppose as I got older and developed and evolved, um, I felt that I, I, I opened my eyes, I suppose, to the entertainment industry for what it was. I started to become, my consciousness was elevating, if you will, to a point of which I everybody becomes awake. You have that initial invitation to really wake up in your life and and 
acknowledge your consciousness and where you're at with everything. And for me, that kind of happened serendipitously around the time that I knew that I kind of wanted to finish full-time dance because I'd done all the contracts that I wanted to do. I was only 25, but I knew I'd kind of been there, done all of that. I'd lived out my dream and, and I wanted to come home to Australia. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but once I'd made that initiation of accepting that invitation, it really saw me quite be quite confused for a while, knowing that I had this, you know, external lease that was really like, you know, about entertainment, da, 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 and living in that world. And then I started to really feel and see and acknowledge this soulful lease that I was like, whoa, she's cool. Like I want to know her. And it took me a while, Ribs, I suppose, to live with those two split personalities, if you know what I mean, knowing that I loved, there was that side of me that loved getting out on stage, loved performing, loved immersing myself in the entertainment industry. And then this other side of me that loved to be quiet and loved to center, affirm yoga practice, meditation. Like I just became obsessed with learning about who the hell I was and what I wanted to create in my life. So now I feel incredibly lucky to have had the journey that I've had so far. I mean, it's really just getting started. Um, but now I feel like I've got a perfect balance. I have my own, as you know, I'm the host of my own podcast, you know, so using that and it's a, it's called self, as you know, so using that platform in mass media to inject my soulful side and really coexisting with both of those sides of who I am. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> that's beautiful, Lise. And, um, it's really interesting hearing you say that because I think a lot of us, if we have, a career where uh, it's very much about a title or very outwardly expressed in terms of the things that we produce, especially if you're in a creative industry, which we both have come from. And mm. it was really interesting hearing you talk because it sounds like I know f- for me personally, when I kind of dropped all that, I had a bit of a grieving process of who am I without this title? Who am I without being, you know, the name behind these buildings and these beautiful homes that get showcased in magazines? And for you, it would have been, well, I'm not on these stages and I don't have all of these people watching me anymore. So, That's exactly right. That is so right. Because I mean, and it really is like your ego that's, that's filling up that prophecy anyway, when, you know, when you're living out, you're, you're essentially, I'd come home and be like, okay, I really need to have the the answer to the question that people are going to ask me what's next. Mm -hmm. And I was really living in a sense for myself. Yes. But for other people and ensuring that I was good enough. And that was a huge thing to release and surrender because it was a part of my conditioning growing up. It's unavoidable. I believe if you work in the entertainment industry, because I mean, in any industry, really, it's so bloody competitive, Uh, even more so these days with technology. It's so easy to compare yourself to another, like, and you're so quick to, that's the automatic response that your ego wants to generate in order to protect yourself from failing. But it's honestly, and I, you've got to call it a journey. I know that's such a cliche word, but you've got to call it that because you never actually reach that destination until, you know, you drop off and, you know, you check out of this life and, and ready for your next sort of thing, because it's just so continuous. You have to wake up every day and set the intention not to listen so much to the noise around you and to, and it's such a, um, what's the word? Like you want to do it. Like you, that's, it's like such a thing that an automated, like autopilot thing that you want to do and you have to make the conscious choice to center yourself 
not compare and just do what's right for you and to be vulnerable and to be open. So yeah, very contrasting worlds for both your, your background and mine in the sense that you know, you're doing this because you think that you're meant to. Yeah, you love it at the same time, but you've kind of got this yearning for something that's a little bit softer and that's way more powerful in ironically. So it's beautiful, isn't it? Mm, totally. And I just have to say that from the moment I met you, Lise, that that was uh, something that I always loved about you is that you did have this contrast and you've got this very playful, outwardly expressed side to yourself. <laughs> I just remember yes. so many uh, great conversations where you were so discerning in what you wanted. And I've, I, that's what I love about you is that you are, what you see is what you get with this, <laughs> this woman. <Yes. laughs> and, oh, right. And I think that, uh, you know, would you say that um, it was harder to get in touch with that person in your previous work and perhaps the process of um, some of those more introspective practices like the yoga, meditation uh, helped you learn a little bit more of yourself but also get really clear in what you wanted next for your life? I know totally. you this before, but is there anything that comes to mind that really supported you on that journey? You know, it's so, that's such a great question. And I think that honestly, like I'm quite a sensitive person as I've come to learn and as I've come to bloody celebrate, I love being sensitive. And mm-hmm. I've been told my whole life that, you know, in general, sensitivity is crap. Like, you know, if you're sensitive, you're weak. And it took me a really long time to understand that and now celebrate my sensitive side. I think that the world needs a lot more sensitive people. But I quite honestly, I felt like to a point I knew that I needed to leave full-time professional dance because I felt like I was suffocating. It's like, I can explain it. Like I felt like I was in a box, you know, in Alice in Wonderland, she grows and grows. And I was like, I can't stay in here anymore. Like it doesn't foster who I am. And I couldn't help myself. I was obsessed with learning and growing and bettering myself and, learning what needs to be healed. That's often the hardest part. And for me, I was yearning for a safe space to feel safe every day still. You know, I I love that when you're in company with yourself, for instance, like I feel safe with you in conversation and, and in yoga, I feel safe. And in meditation, I feel safe talking to my angels because that's my personal belief system. I feel safe. Mm-hmm. So now I honestly just chase anything that feels like that. And that, that voice, my intuition essentially has become stronger and stronger and stronger as I've listened to it over the last few years. But initially, yeah, like I needed to, and it was, it's awkward because I had to let go of friendships that didn't really understand that. Um, and at the time that was incredibly painful, but so necessary. So yeah, safe yeah. space, I would say. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, and those types of people around you that are going to not only love this new version of you that you are creating or evolving into, um, I always love the metaphor of like the butterfly that's, you know, emerging out of its chrysalis. And it, it sometimes it feels like that because it can be quite a painful you know, time to reinvent ourselves and and transform and transition from one thing to the next. But you're so right, having those beautiful people around you. And I know that we both felt supported in that when uh, we met at Lululemon, we had Mm -hmm. 
those types of people around us that just loved us no matter what. And it was the perfect environment for many people, I know, because we were not the only ones to go through that transition and rediscover yourself. So I love that. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it was, it's, that's essentially what I loved most about Lululemon. And ironically, when I was given the invitation to wake up was when I started my role at Lululemon in Bondi. When I wasn't working with you, we worked obviously together later on in Melbourne, but at the same time in that same space, you were working at the store. I was working in Bondi and you were working in Mossman. We were so yeah. close. We, you know, yeah. I find that really interesting as well, that we made our journey down to Melbourne and that's where we met. I find that fascinating. Um, and I love that that analogy about the butterfly. I actually heard once on a podcast that it, it, she was again talking about this analogy of a, of a butterfly about as a caterpillar. That's life as you know it, and then you go into this transformation and you evolve into a whole a whole other thing, literally a whole other thing. And to take flight and to go into that new world with conviction and commitment that takes a lot of strength. And I think that that is really the best analogy for, you know, and whether it happens once, twice, three times to you in your life, shedding that skin and growing and evolving really into something completely different. Like a caterpillar doesn't crawl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like something that a caterpillar crawls, so it doesn't fly. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it, that it's a whole different world. Life as you know, it has changed. And that's exactly how I felt as I'm yeah. sure you did as well. It's a great analogy. Yeah, totally. And that um, segues nicely into um, where I want to take the conversation, which is around uh, your latest creative endeavor that uh, emerged at the start of this year. And you mentioned it before, your self podcast, which is Mm -hmm. primarily a solo endeavor. I know you, you are going to have a few interviews, but uh, I really wanted to, this was a big reason why I wanted to get you on today, Lise, because, because I've been really inspired seeing you undertake this creative process and really just go headfirst into it. And what I did was uh, in the few days leading up to this, I did a bit of binge listening because (laughs) I really wanted to get a feel for what, what is the concept of this self podcast and what, what is she creating here? And I love, I love that it's short and sweet and you can literally pick it up, listen to it anywhere. You don't need a lot of time. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you're sharing a conversation with you as we are right now. You're funny. Mm. You're really, um, there's personal anecdotes thrown in there, which is beautiful. And yeah, for everyone that hasn't had the pleasure of listening to self and please go and um, subscribe after you've listened to this because you will love it. Um, But if you haven't had the pleasure of listening to Lisa's beautiful voice first thing in the morning, (laughs) then I would love to know what what was the intention behind self like why a podcast now why is this your um current creative project and mm. there's a big theme of raising conscious consciousness with this podcast mm. so yeah what's the intention of self and why this um yeah why this conversation around raising consciousness why is that important to you so first of all, thank you so much. Some beautiful things said there, Rubes. Love you. Mm. Um, 
And I, I am literally sat here in my seat, like bursting out of my skin to answer this question. And that's just no, that that's when you know it's right. And for those that haven't listened, essentially what it is, is their daily episodes, no longer than 10 minutes in length that are designed to set an intention for your day. So if you are feeling a little gross, not feeling very positive, need to pick me up. Not all, they're all, not all jumpy and positive and energetic. They are conversations essentially about things that even some people are afraid to talk about and ask questions about. And I, yeah, host it myself on my own, basically just sit at home in my studio and talk to myself. Um, but the intention behind it was to create conversation. So regardless of whether you have a different opinion to me, and I'm very clear on when I'm sharing my opinion, but I didn't ever want it to come across as in like, I'm educating you here. More so like, let's talk about it. These are the different opinions that people have. What do you think? And in doing that, in asking that question and creating that conversation, what we're doing is encouraging that raise in our consciousness because I find it is 2019. There's a lot of people that are conscious and having conscious conversations, but what's the quality of your consciousness? Because, you know, I talk about early, pretty early on, on the scale of consciousness, you might fluctuate in your day. Sometimes we have those days where we feel a little fuzzy and, you know, loose and that's totally fine, but just call it out and just go, look, I'm just really not feeling it today. Like I'm just going to chill and be me and be okay with it. And so that to me, that conversation is what is the quality of your consciousness? Let's raise it wherever you're at, wherever the hell you're at in your journey, let's raise it and dedicate ourselves to self, knowing that it's not selfish. For me, self-love is not about bubble baths and facials. It is about commitment to self. <clears throat> Sorry, Roots, just had to go. <clears throat> commitment to self. And so in doing that and, and listening and tuning in even to this podcast every day, but whatever else supports you, affirmations, journaling, meditation, et cetera, knowing that you are every day making an effort to raise the quality of your consciousness. Yeah. And, and something that I picked up from your podcast that you do at the end of every podcast as well is that, um, I guess to backtrack a little bit, the conversation, even the word consciousness for a lot of people can be a very new thing. And it's quite an mm. esoteric discussion that, you know, could go off in all sorts of different complex directions. But I think the beautiful thing that you do is that you take it back to the practical. And so mm, what absolutely. I love is the little actions that you give people so that yes. we can see, hey, raising our consciousness is not, you know, going and doing um, 21 sun salutations and <laughs> sitting for an hour a day and then, you know, you'll be enlightened type of thing that actually that path is mm. about these daily practices that you share so that's right and that you know there's nothing wrong with the smart 20s you know sun salutations I mean knock, knock your socks off if that's your vibe but yeah it was really important to me that I identify as a spiritual person which a lot of people think spirituality is you know like fairy like thinking spirituality the definition of spirituality is the practice of self and that's what we're doing here by committing to self and looking at it in a practical sense. It is a practice. You need to mm -hmm. practice showing up in who the hell you are, speaking your truth, knowing your truth. And in doing so, yeah, that doesn't mean that you need to go and do 45 yoga classes a week. That could look like in this moment, giving someone a compliment because you think it and you're not afraid to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. 
spreading that kindness. Like why the hell not? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Something that occurred to me as well is that uh, because I'm pretty new to this podcasting game, but uh, Mm. it's been uh, a really interesting exercise in finding finding your voice, uh, literally, because you have to speak into a microphone (laughs) in order to (laughs) record the podcast. And Mm. uh, for some of us, that's a step into, you know, video work or... um, being able to articulate, you know, your, your voice, your stories, the things that you love. Um, tell me about finding your voice through the process of creating this self podcast. Mm. And, um, yeah, what does that look like? Because I'm sure you came into it with all of these ideas, but did it evolve? Is it always continually evolving? And, Mm. and yeah, how's that really enriched your life to have that daily creative act? So first of all, externally in terms of like microphones and, and to camera and things like that, um, I, as you know, but obviously if your listeners don't know that I have a presenting background, so I'm quite comfortable. I actually feel really at home speaking into a microphone and I feel at home uh, piecing to camera, like presenting to camera, but Mm -hmm. I've become more comfortable just in a podcast sense in terms of no visuals. I love that so much can be conveyed with your tone and Mm. that genuine feeling can be passed through voice. I think it's an audio. I think it's just so fascinating and so interesting that you can get in and get so close to someone just via the voice. I've really enjoyed playing with that. And this podcast actually has been in the works for me I mean, it's about five months old now, which is just wild. Um, But it was in the works for me for about three years. And I knew that it would have required me to be completely open, completely vulnerable, sometimes sharing my opinion and knowing that others aren't, you know, maybe going to like that and just kind of going, okay, well, this is me. And the overall point is I have a different opinion to you, but you know what? That's okay. Cause I respect that you have a different opinion and we all have different opinion and different opinions and it doesn't matter. Like we can all coexist together. I think not making someone wrong is really important in life. But I think what I've loved most about my voice within my podcast, like my internal voice is it's made me that much more accountable in my own life. And I thought I was living quite an integral life prior to my podcast, but once I actually started and put pen to paper, the idea was really inspired in a morning routine that I was doing when I was journaling and when I was channeling my angels, a podcast. I knew that I wanted to do a podcast. I'm like, gosh, I feel like crap this morning. I wish I had just like something to boost me into my day and therefore was born my podcast. I was reading and the word self was like, it was like highlighted in this book, self. And then the next three lines, raising, like it wasn't raising, it was quality of your consciousness. What is the quality? And I'm like, quality, a great word to use, a great word. And then, so now with the topics that I talk about every day, it it makes me go, I want to practice what I preach because that to me is living in full authenticity. So I am bloody loving that aspect of it. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. And um, I think that's the beautiful thing about creativity is that, you know, you've, you've mentioned how it's, how it can enrich someone else's life, but also how it enriches your own life. And Mm. 
that accountability piece as well, you know, so being accountable to showing up every day, but also being accountable to practicing what you preach. Absolutely. <laughs> Which, uh, if we're in a position that we're sharing this sort of information, it's not to say that we need to be perfect all the time. Not, mm. gosh, not mm-hmm. at all, but no, it does, not at all. <laughs> <yeah>. mm. <laughs> it, it does, uh, it does some, I guess, uh, just validate, you know, these are things that I stand behind. These are my values and these are things that, um, you know, help me to live this full life. So, you know, by sharing you know that. What? Sorry to cut you off, you go. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. I think that's a, that's a wonderful gift, you know, to yourself and to everyone else that gets to listen. Well, Ruby, God, you're so complimentative. I love it. Thank you. Um, you know, it's it's really fascinating because for me, just me personally, I've really got not a lot of time for these speakers, if you will, that come in. You know, like I can appreciate a Tony Robbins, don't get me wrong, but I just think it's so full on. It's so intense. Like I personally wouldn't trust anyone that said, I'm going to teach you how to live your life and be happy. Pay me $30,000 and let's do it. I personally am not about that. Like I just think I don't need you to tell me anything, Tony. I'm like, I love that you are about a certain uh, intention and I, I get that. I can understand it. But personally for me, I would never call myself a leader and I, I made it very, I'm always very clear in the, in the language that I use in the terms of the fact that I don't want my listeners to think that I'm trying to educate them. They can educate themselves. And that's essentially, you can pay $30,000 and go and do a course and walk away not knowing anything because you haven't been open to it. People don't want to learn until they're ready. And it's just surrounding yourself and knowing the benefits and reminding people of the benefits that you're going to get from going within and learning about yourself, reprogramming your subconscious, healing things that need to be healed. And really essentially about, and really essentially about that commitment to self that no one can, you know, it's that age old thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink sort of thing. So yeah, that's really what I, I wanted to be so important about that I didn't want to be another one of these. I'm going to help you fix your life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> sort of vibe. So hopefully yeah. that's communicated clearly. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely is, and I, um, yeah, I love that. Uh, let's chat about vulnerability for a moment because I know that uh, you know probably in the past that even it's been vulnerable to be on stage and and things like that. But this is something that you're creating yourself and this is your voice, your opinions, your practices that you're sharing. What have you learned about vulnerability? Is this like, has this become next level for you? Because, you know, you're not, um, you're not dancing someone else's choreography or this is, this is the, you know, this is the self show, but it's also Lisa Bryant <laughs> is mm. is the person behind it. How how have you found that? Because I just a side note here. You know, I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with because they don't want to be vulnerable. On one hand, they're afraid of what people will think for sharing their opinions, mm. for sharing their stories, for speaking up. But on the other hand, there's so much to be gained personally and for those people that get to get to listen to you. So tell me, tell me what, you know, vulnerability uh, has felt like 
uh, throughout this process and whether it's something that you've struggled with or whether you've found it actually, you know, quite easy to, um, to I guess, share some of these personal things. Well, great question again, Ruby. God, you're really hitting me with the big ones today. Um, I, I do think that originally when I first started to, you know, when I first took the invitation to learn about myself, incredibly hard. I felt I was told by Healer once, you know, sometimes when you take on this journey of yourself, the road's only big enough for one. And mm-hmm. so you do feel completely lonely. But for me, in my personal belief system, I believe in spirit and I believe in my angels. And so I'm never really ever alone. So really, I think that determining your belief system, knowing that there is a higher power there always for you. Mm. And it's important for you to all, you know, always stand in your light. Mm. And I think that initially when I started opening up Yeah. Like it, it hurt a lot. As I said, like I had to speak up and, and remove friendships, if you will, from my friendship circles that weren't very nice. I realized, oh, you're actually not very nice. You're actually horrible. And you actually make me feel so small, constantly taking from my cup. I mean, that's going to come with, you know, things in the entertainment industry. That's the way that you kind of go really any of the relationships aren't super conscious. It's not what it's about. It's about surface stuff. It's about Mm -hmm. media. It's about gossip. It's about all that stuff. So yeah, being vulnerable in that space, incredibly hard, incredibly hard any space that you begin in because you're like a hard rock. And now I imagine myself on a lily pad, literally on a lily pad, you know, my legs crossed, my hands, my palms open on my knees with my myself with these layers of flowers and petals around me. And anytime now that I feel that someone is coming in really hot, that I feel like I need to protect myself, I feel my petals go up, you know, to, to protect myself. And then I consciously breathe and remind myself that it is okay to calmly and powerfully stand within my own power. I have just as much right to be here as the next person, as anybody does. It doesn't matter how loud that person is. No one has more right to be here than another. And I think that that's a mantra that I used my whole journey in encouraging myself to be vulnerable because vulnerability has a lot to do with it. Mm. And at a certain point, I saw the scales tip in my favor and I started to create these soul connections and these soul friendships that became richer. I met my actual soulmate, you know, my, my lover, if you will. And Mm. that was beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And certainly nothing that I would have brought into my life had I stayed rock hard with none of my petals open. So Mm. it's just simply about creating that good habit. It's just a habit. And that's a really great practical way to look at it because vulnerability is an emotion. It's very emotional. Mm. It's showing up as yourself and letting people see you. So Mm. I think it's important to know that you're never alone. There's always someone somewhere looking after you and to just go with the flow. But it is about creating that good habit. You do it one day, then the next. Keep putting that foot in front of each other and things will start to shift. Totally, totally. I um, 100% resonate with that and I couldn't agree more on that advice that it, it does need to become a practice and often the first time we share something or the first time we record a podcast or put something on Instagram or whatever it is, a piece of writing, it is going to feel really heavy and it's going to feel, because it's your art too and mm. and and to be that vulnerable, um, we all feel it but the the rewards 
can certainly outweigh that initial flood of emotions. And like you said, the depth that it leads to in your life uh, is quite remarkable as well. So absolutely. And there's only one you, like you can try and pretend to be like Sally down the road, but like, you're never going to be her and Sally's never going to be Miranda Kerr. Like it is the way that it is. Like, no one's going to be anybody else. Like, why don't we all just be weird? Like, why don't we all just be ourselves and see who sticks? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point being here? Literally, what is the point of being here if we're not going to be ourselves? Give it a crack. See how you go. I bet you'll have a great time. You know what I mean? <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, and definitely recall a few weird experiences <laughs> working together. And I know. I love it. That's my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I recall in one of your episodes, uh, that you mentioned you get up and record your podcast at 6.30 in the morning and it's part mm-hmm. of your daily routine, which mm-hmm. is absolute dedication, might I add. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, love that. But this also means that your episodes aren't batched, which a lot of people tend to do when they start you know, or when they move into podcasting, they're not recorded months in advance. And um, I would love for you to share with us what it takes to be that consistent. Because for me, that's next level dedication. It's not, oh, if I feel like it, maybe I'll record Mm. a podcast today. It's Mm. no, this is, this is part of me showing up every day. So yeah, Mm. talk about consistency with your creativity like that is yeah I love that yeah it, it was I, I've so I've committed to a year of doing daily episodes and then I'm not sure what after that whether I would go into weekly interviews with people weekly episodes that were a little bit longer in length I'm not sure but I knew that I wanted to have the intention I'm like this has got to be every day I was saying to my partner I'm like babe I'm like I can't do this once a week this has got to be every day I don't want people I want to I want people to feel supported and you know at the same time like I do feel you know of course there are some days where I feel shit you know and I'm like and it's great because that shitty feeling is, it's just a little fog. It's just a little cloud. And I've got to elevate that. And I listen, go out, go for a walk, listen to my own thing that makes me feel centered and aligned within self. And I come back and I fucking get it done. Do you know what I mean? Like this is beyond making like a little commitment. Like this is real life shit that is so important. And for me, knowing that I have about 700 people every day that wake up with me and you know, in the greatest schemes of like a really like big TV show, that might not be a lot. But even if it was three people, Ruby, I take that responsibility like a badge of honor on my chest. I'm so proud to create that community and to create that space for people. So it goes a lot further beyond, I suppose, because I mean, we can all be fast on those and just like, I can't be bothered today. Like, you know, Jim, for example, like really can't be bothered. I might have a smart little drive through instead. 100% and there's nothing wrong with that you're not a failure because you need a break. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be hard core and intense, but for me, the intention behind this, it goes bigger than me. And I think that it just makes my heart sing. And I don't know if I'd be able to stop after a year, if I'm honest. So we'll see how we go. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you might be hard pressed and what you just said there, it, you know, for anyone that is looking you know, this elusive purpose that we're all looking for. Mm. What Lisa's just shared is is incredible because she's doing one small thing daily 
uh, it's a pretty big thing, but it's one thing daily and it is centering you and it is bringing you back to your purpose, which is, you know, for most of us, purpose, we would always, we're going to define as something bigger than ourselves. And you just nailed that on the head when you said, you know, this is about me showing up for those three people, those 700 people every Mm. day. And and I love that. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Binge or not, whatever. Like people, some people listen every day. Some people listen once a month, like 85 episodes, you know, in that month. Um, but yeah, that's exactly right. Who the hell knows what our purpose is? You know what? You've just got to follow that feeling and not put that pressure. I mean, who's like, you don't get a badge if you know what like your purpose is. That might not even be it. You know what I mean? It could just be a story that you're telling yourself. But for me, like my passion is to create a safe space that fosters people to show up as themselves and to live in their light and speak their truth, knowing that it's bloody good enough. It's the best. And Mm. for people to coexist in this world that sometimes is full of so much pain and hurt and hatred to know that I don't care who the hell you follow. I don't care who the hell your God is. You know what? You're a human being. I'm a human being. And we're here on the same level. There's no hierarchy here in humans. Like Mm. As much as we bless, as much as we try, there's just not. And, you know, in saying that, you know, I've had this conversation with multiple people that have said, you know, but there is poverty, there is this and there is that. And I'm like, absolutely. But there is also this added thing and conversation called evolution. So I can take the responsibility on to heal my past pain and to come forward and to contribute to evolving the world in my pocket of the world, of which that Mm. is the commitment that I'm committed to. If every single person was like that, what a peaceful world that we would live in. There would be no war. There would be no hate that we wouldn't be making people wrong. We'd be bloody too busy raising the quality of our consciousness and having a great time. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Getting getting fast and loose while we're at it. Hey, Lee. That's right. I mean, life's too short. Okay, so I want to finish up with one last question because you recently launched yet another creative endeavor, and this time it is a collaboration with Tanika Anderson. So uh, I would love you to tell us what that is and uh, what's that so yeah, what that's all about. What is well all about? Well, first of all, Tanika, like honestly, she's amazing, and we only met each other last year. No, that's a lie. We met each other this year. It's so wild. And in 20 hours of our friendship, we had created this business, knowing that 100% soul soul sister connection. We had created, everything just flowed into this idea that we were like, this is what we want to bring to the world. And very like-minded, she was a former member of the children's group High Five. So both entertainment background, but both on that soul journey. So we really connected and aligned in that aspect. So we've created Well and we're so here for it. We're so excited. And essentially Well are half-day workshops, both ticketed and in schools, educational workshops uh, that will, that was very aggressive, educational workshops. And I say that because it's not about, you know, like braiding each other's hair and, you know, getting speakers in to talk about things. Um, It's really connecting and making that human connection with young girls of all ages and women that foster and harbor this safe space, essentially what I was talking about before, this safe space Mm. to learn about self-love and positivity and what it's like to be a kind human being. Mm. Oh, so good. And uh, so good on so many levels because I have 
similar stories where uh, you meet you meet people and you you connect instantly and you go, oh, we're going to be so much better if we just double down on this creativity together and and make mm. something of this. And it is absolutely such an incredible way to, I guess, put your message out in the world, but also do business. And um, it's something that I love sharing with the women that I work is get into collaboration, you know, start with someone that, uh, you know, perhaps you know well, or someone that you admire that you would love to get in partnership with, because Obviously, you know, there's there's more opportunity to reach more people, but it's just so much more fun. And I think mm, when I absolutely. see it, especially when women get together and, and collaborate and it's just, um, yeah, it's so, so fun. much easier. Fun, so is the, fun is the best word to, to describe it. You know what yeah. I mean? You're aligning, you're like-minded, you're creating something. You've got that person there to keep you accountable when we all know we have those days when we're not feeling as bright and as shiny. It's amazing like what mm-hmm. we can do when we collaborate. And I think that that is an amazing thing to contribute to the world. You don't need to do it all on your own. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can get together with a friend and have some fun and create some positivity and, and good vibes. Yeah. And right. especially when you're starting out and it's a, you know, a side project that might feel quite new and um, you're not really sure how it could evolve to be able mm-hmm. to get into partnership with people straight up is totally um support you and uh yeah just make like like we said make the journey a lot more fun but uh, Mm. make it a lot easier these um these workshops that we essentially created they differ obviously um in terms of where we what school we're working with or what ticketed what, what we want people to get out of these workshops but it was originally designed to go straight into schools and to collaborate with schools. And it's been great to getting to know the schools, but what we've found is that people kind of want to know a little bit more about us. So we have booked a couple of schools to work with here on the Mid-North Coast. We're setting off our few, our first few workshops. Sorry, Rubes, hold on. <coughs> oh, my God, I've got the worst bloody cough. We have set up our first few series of workshops on the Mid-North Coast, which is just so exciting. Um, And, you know, Tanika and I were like, hey, why don't we do some ticketed workshops while we're at it? Let's see what comes of it and just kind of keeping our options open and seeing what feels right. You know what I mean? It's not, and it's that whole thing, you know, without getting too deep into it, it's not setting an expectation for yourself and putting yourself in these guidelines. It's nice to just be a little loose sometimes Mm -hmm. because that's, what creating is all about. You don't know what magic is going to happen when you just kind of surrender and let go a little bit. So yeah, we're so excited. So excited. Can't wait. Oh, and that's such a, uh, such a beautiful point to end on. And um, I have just loved this conversation, Lise. I know that you have to go. We both have to go. So we're going to leave Busy it ladies. <laughs> busy, busy ladies. We're going to leave busy. Leave it there today, but I think there's so much more that you and I we could talk for hours. And with I mean, we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really do, Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we take bold conversations to the next level. That's for sure. We but do. Um, I'm so thankful, Lisa, for your time, for your friendship, and uh, for sharing some of those um, words of wisdom with my tribe. And yeah, I can't wait to do it again. 
<laughs> me neither. Thank you so much for having me here, Rubes. And thank you for your friendship. I feel very oh, grateful. You're so welcome. <laughs>